0: Hey, Super Dave here. Thank you for joining me. This is my top 28 progressive rock songs of 2023. It's 28 for reasons. Just roll with it. Uh, These essentially are the songs that over the course of the year uh, grabbed my attention, impressed me, or otherwise wormed their way into my ear in a memorable way over the course of this past year. Uh, I can't say there's a lot of deep methodology here. Certainly it's not me saying what I think are the best songs in an objective sense of the year. This is really kind of coming down to my opinions and what really just struck me for the most part, the songs that I would recommend people check out, uh, whether it be to listen to a whole album or just check out the songs. Essentially, a lot of things you'll see that are common in the things I like, uh, predilection towards the harder edge uh, world of progressive music, uh, progressive metal in particular, Um, But not necessarily the death metal end of things, except for exceptions. And also, there's a lot of moodiness in my music selections this year, for whatever reason. Maybe it's just the way I felt, or maybe it's just the songs that hit me in terms of their quality. Melodicism, I do tend to to prefer melody and clean vocals over uh, atonal stuff and harsh, guttural vocals. Just the way it is, although I don't exclude them, as you will see. I tend to do, like, my soaring vocals. I Something about that has always struck for me. The the, the high, amazing operatic vocals and stuff like that. Eh, just the way I am. Just the way I'm made, I guess. Um, I am not attempting to rank all 28 of these. The only one that's ranked is number one, my song of the year. The rest of them could have ranked anywhere from number two to number 28 during the course of the year, given my mood. Or what hit me at the moment, or of course, as they came out chronologically, some of them moved up and down, just the way it is. Honestly, after doing the albums of the year, I'm not up for ranking these. It's not happening. So essentially, numbers 2 through 28 could place anywhere. There's maybe one of them I might say is a very, very strong number 2. So maybe two albums I can effectively, or two songs I can effectively rank the rest of them. I'm just going to be honest... I gave up. Um, All these songs came from very impressive albums, uh, all of which I would gladly recommend during the year. Not every every album could have made my top 20 album list. Not every song could make this list, but certainly any of these songs are representative of high-quality, excellent albums that I absolutely would say go out and get, quick as you can, Um, even if they didn't make my top 20 prog albums for the year. There's been an amazing amount of progressive music that has come out in 2023. I hope that continues in 2024. Uh, but it's been pretty damn impressive. I hope it keeps up. And yes, this is not a top 10, top 10. Top top 10, top 20 list. It is long and close to 30 because well, I'll be honest. I'm weak. I just couldn't bring myself To prune any of these from this list, upon listening to them over and over to try and figure out what I would cut out and what I wouldn't, I couldn't do it. So I'm just giving them all to you. Don't judge me. And so here we go. My top progressive songs of 2023 listed in reverse alphabetical order. Why that? My video, my rules. So starting off reverse alphabetical with the W's. Pattern Seeking Animals, Window to the World. At my,
1: window to the world at my window to the world.
0: This comes from their spooky action at a distance album. And I gotta agree with Jimmy Keegan, their drummer, whom I interviewed. Uh, these guys just don't quite get the level of attention and don't quite get the do that is deserved by them. This is an excellent album, uh, full of lush vocals, playful and attention-grabbing melodies, always fun and engaging arrangements. And honestly, this song represents all four of those in about four minutes. So, if you want to get an idea of how much you might or might not like that album, listen to this song. Uh, you'll you'll have a good idea about the rest of the album. And and it's not to say that the rest of the album sounds exactly like it, but it's in that vein and it's such a good album really so check it out next the mommy heads why aren't you smiling
1: are as if you mean it
0: as if you try So these guys came out of the blue for me this year. They have sort of been around for a long time, but had a very long break in between a bunch of albums, and then they've been amazingly prolific over the last several years, but here you've got a track that's a bit like Steely Dan, blended with a bit of 90s alt rock, along with a wry sense of humor, and really just a, a cynical take on societal norms and expectations. And I think that's a lot of what these guys do. The lyrical content is exceedingly deep, full of observational satire and and critique of society, uh, plus a bunch of jazz fusion tinged arrangements that that with that alt edge to them uh, that just really uh, keep the listener challenged and engaged. Highly recommended. Check them out. Stephen Wilson, of course, he's on this list somewhere, right? What life brings from. Harmony codex. I went blank. (laughs) (laughs) Went blank. Anyway, hardly a surprise to find Stephen Wilson here, obviously. Uh, with all of his prog credentials and and really the glorious career that he's established, it's, it's easy to forget that uh, Stephen also writes some absolutely sumptuous pop songs. Uh, melancholy, which is his specialty. Uh, the, the melancholy confection in the midst of the grand prog that is the Harmony Codex uh, is one of his best songs, I think. Honestly, putting on full display his his use of lush, and at the same time sparse arrangements in the beginning, blending later into layers of vocals and sound. Honestly, the whole thing brings chills. It's it's one of his best songs and absolutely one of my favorites off of the album. Uh, if you haven't checked out the rest of it, go do it. Go find it. I'm sure if you're watching this, you probably already have. Sewin Vitals from Memorial.
1: After you're gone, I'm dancing with the angel of the fall. My savior is here within a call. So give me an answer to it all. Uh, this
0: was something very much out of the norm for them. Uh, An absolutely beautiful, quiet, piano-driven song uh, from a band that's normally known for their propulsive rhythms and crunchy riffs. Uh, This features some of the most heartfelt, almost crooned vocals I've I've ever heard from Joel Ekelhoff and exquisitely restrained guitar work from Cody Lee Ford that is just interspersed here and there throughout the song in in perfect amounts. Again, like the Stephen Wilson song, this one gives me chills every time I hear it. This is just an amazing song from them, and, and uh, what an impressive closer for that album. Uh, next, M. Opus, Valley of Elah.
1: Walking from the valley of Elah, down to where the flowers have bloom. People raise their hands and they sing to the heavens like we're saviors of a world
0: Not a very well-known band, uh, but they deserve a good bit more attention based on this. Uh, This song just caught me from the very beginning. I'm not sure where this this yacht rock-flavored bit of musical heaven came from, (laughs) Uh, but it's been one of my favorite discoveries of the year. It's mellow, almost island-inspired vibe with with the, the, I don't even know what drums I would call them in the background. Uh, Not heard at all or interfered with it all by the nautical themes and the lyrics, uh, it transitions then so perfectly into a chorus that brings just enough aggression to the guitar without leaving the the boundaries of the playground, so to speak, that they set for themselves with this song. And and then wrapping that up with a uh, brilliant guitar solo that sticks around just long enough to be felt without disrupting the flow of the song. Uh, Just a fantastic piece of music that is unskippable for me and has been since I first heard it all year. Um, And, hey, a little bit of credit there for the 80s as they toss in the final seconds of Family Ties theme song as the inspiration for the chorus. Eh, right? That takes a bit of boldness right there, I would say. Crownlands. The shadow, the dark,
1: and the light, Turn the tide. The uh, This
0: comes from their Fearless Album. Uh, uh, Part of me says, am I putting this on the list largely because of the fact that it really pushes a rush, a 70s rush nostalgia button for me? Maybe, uh, honestly, because this song seriously evokes late 70s rush, uh, but brings other influences from that time period into the mix. But uh, in a song, in an album rather, full of standouts, this song was very much one of the big standouts for me. Uh, Love the staccato chord arrangements interspersed uh, with some of the more flowing verses. Uh, Honestly, the way that's balanced just brings a power to the song. Uh, I gotta imagine this one translates really well when played live. Next, we have Peter Gabriel "Road to Joy" from I O.
1: So many days in the throbbing of the darkness. Been so many days.
0: Hardly a more appropriately titled song on this list for me. This one absolutely evokes mid-80s Peter Gabriel. Like, for me, nothing he's done since. It's bouncy, it's playful, dare I say it, joyous. Uh, From the comparatively mellow verses into the exuberant chorus, uh, this song has been uh, one of my favorites Throughout 2023, since I first heard it, whether it's the light side mix or the dark side mix, I do prefer the light side mix, but both of them are great. And this is honestly, this ranks for me up there with one of the best songs Peter's ever done. Uh, The only thing missing from it for me is a claymation video to go with it. Next, we have Advent, Advent, yes, Advent Horizon. (laughs) I, I speak for a living. Advent Horizon, rain on open water this one sort of like peter gabriel there does push some of those 80s buttons for me but more 80s rock 80s hard rock buttons Uh, In its tone and its melodicism and in its composition, as far as the song is constructed, it really kind of brings me back to those early 80s before the keyboards really took over and the electric drums took over. Uh, At the same time, uh, the production on the song is pristine and really puts this fully in the present day. uh, As far as the clarity and the layered vocals, uh, it really just grabs you immediately and just makes itself home in your brain. Um, I think, I have to think, that it's the links to the 80s rock that really made this one hit for me. But at the same time, it really wasn't something I noticed immediately. It took repeated listens before I dawned on me, wait a minute. I think this has familiar sounds to it. And maybe that's why I liked it so much. Could be. Next, we have Earthside, The Lesser Evil from Let the Truth Speak. Just wow! So much to love on the New Earthside album. As you know, it was on my top 20. Uh, It was really, really difficult for me to decide whether to put this song on this list or on my top 10 Prague epics list coming soon, or or here. You know, because there are a number of songs on that album that hit that 10 minute plus mark that for me qualify as epics in that category. So in the end, I decided to put this one here because it really is at the moment standing out a lot for me. Mostly I did that. It's such a gorgeous blend of hard edged, progressive, almost metal, and then somehow blends in like late seventies, early eighties, uh, funk jazz fusion, I guess I would call it featuring an honestly mind-blowing vocal performance from Larry Bragg, which is just awesome to blend him in there like that. Uh, with my well-known love of unique sounds, unique voices, so to speak, and I don't necessarily mean the vocal voice, but I mean a band's overall voice, uh, there's nothing like this. this song nails that. There is nothing like this out there. and And if not... For the song that ultimately won my title of the song of the year, I got to think this is the one that probably would have taken it. So when I mentioned that there was a strong number two, I'd say this is very likely it. Kudos to, to Jamie and the gang. Next, we have Tesseract. Legion from War of Being. What does one want from a Tesseract song? Uh, Crunchy polyrhythmic riffs and drums? Check. Gorgeous soaring vocals mixed with harsh screams and growls, maybe? Check. Ambient passages that allow for other instruments to fill in the space a little bit? Check. This song hits every damn button that I want in a Tesseract song in spades And, and honestly seems to epitomize everything wonderful about Tesseract Really, uh, honestly, the whole album, as you know, being in my top 10, is is peak Tesseract. Uh, so choosing one song it was really difficult, but I think overall, if I wanted to pick just one to point somebody to that i say encapsulates not just War of Being as an album, but Tesseract as a band, this would be it. This would be it. This is choice Tesseract right there. This is what they sound like when they're hitting on all cylinders. Next, we have Downs Braid Association, DBA. Keep on moving.
1: How did all that passion fade away? Maybe life took you and I on a giant wave. We can't turn back only, keep moving on. There's something stay in our hearts.
0: Spotify, you'll note if you play the song there, will also credit Francis Dunnery, uh, previously of It Bites, if those folks can remember that back in the 80s, uh, for this song. And there's damn good reason that he is listed on here. This song has Francis's musical fingerprints all over it. Uh, In fact, honestly, for me, one of the early times hearing this track without having the track listing in my view, couldn't see it. Uh, initially I was thinking I had actually stumbled onto, uh, one of his solo works I didn't know, or, or perhaps a lost track from It Bites. Um, interesting tidbit about me, fun fact, being a longtime friend of Francis's girlfriend, I've seen him perform live many times and his style is absolutely unmistakable. Matter of fact, at times, even the vocals sound like him. And and I've been trying to look to figure out that he lend vocal talents to this or, did Chris Braid just find a way to sound just like him because he was singing a melody that Francis wrote? I don't know at this point. Uh, and honestly, no offense to DBA in saying you know that their song sounds a lot like somebody else, but guys, your genius here was in working with him on this particular track. Uh, wistful and wise lyrics that are a trademark of uh, Francis Dunnery paired really with one of his best melodic riffs ever, it uh, just makes for a very lovely rock pop rock opus here, uh, and and it makes excellent use of all the components it has at its hands as it you know transitions from this you know lovely little pop song into some wonderful but not excessive uh, soloing later in the song by Jeff Downs and apparently Dave Bra- Bainbridge. so very cool, very cool track and a surprise standout from the DBA album for me. Next we have Okrust, the great wide river from the approbation. As you know, in my top 20 Prague albums, and at the time reviewing those, I mentioned that this album is so consistently top-notch that I would struggle with picking just one song as the best. They're all so evenly high quality. Um, but I'd say that if there's one song that really does justice and is showing off the scope of The Approbation and orcrest, uh, it's this one. This is a good choice. Uh, seamlessly blending uh, varied inspirations uh, of the band into one nice cohesive whole. Uh, The song bounces between kind of dreamily wistful uh, and mellow and and at times propelled by Opeth-like riffs uh, with a smidgen of death metal growls. Honestly, an excellent starting place for anybody who isn't already familiar with the album and the band check this out it's an interesting blend of their influences without necessarily overtly sounding like any of them next we have the fierce and the dead golden thread This riff had me from Hello, plain and simple. Uh, it's like something out of Metallic album with, that was heavily seasoned with uh, late 80s psychedelia revival. Uh, Think like the church with Under the Milky Way when that was popular. Uh, this is something that was really unique for me out of the year. So it really stood out in that sense. And the whole album does. This song was the one that really grabbed me, though, because, again, that, the riff is epic The transition to the dreamy, psychedelia kind of alt-rock, perfect. Um, It might run slightly overlong, but I never felt bothered by that. Next we have Haunt the Woods, Gold. This is a mellow, moody, mystical, uh, this is an, just a, a, an understated beauty of a song with its, its sparse arrangement and ethereal vocals. It's one of those tunes that just hits the spot for me, especially when I'm in the right mood for it. Uh, mostly it, it leads with the uh, delicate guitar work uh, throughout and just the right spice uh, uh, subtle vocal flourishes added here and there. And then a midsection that just brings the emotion to a perfect crescendo. Uh, before it wraps all up, it ends with just a solo cello. Chef's kiss on this one. Good job, guys. Next, we have Riverside, friend or foe. So are For a band that, at least for me, has placed a number of memorable songs firmly into my gray matter, Uh, this turned out to be one of their most immediate successes in that regard. Uh, It's just a grand, almost pomp-rock-like intro, and that transitions into this early 80s synth-tinged melody was absolutely a fitting announcement to open that album, uh, Identity or ID Entity, uh, that Riverside was moving into some new territory. This this was them coming on the red carpet in the flashiest gown possible. Sorry for the suggestion of cross-testing, guys. I hope that doesn't bother you. Uh, wrap it up with an instantly accessible and memorable chorus, and they truly, stuck, they truly struck the landing. Uh, ranks right up there with their all-time best, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion. Next we have the Anchorette, Forsaken
1: so uh...
0: With a rather daring focus on saxophone for the intro of this moody, death metal-influenced oeuvre, if I can throw some French out there, (laughs) it's just one of the great things about this song and the album as a whole, really. Uh, A lot of daring uh, things happening in this album. And again, it's another tough album for me to pick out just one great song because there's so much consistency in the quality uh, of the music. But uh, this is the one I think that really did hit me most initially hearing it and then stuck with me in repeated listenings largely because of the saxophone. I got to say, it's been, it's been a year for saxophone, and I'm loving it. Uh, it's got these mournful, clean vocals of the verses and then building up to, to a metallic chorus and midsection uh, that really heightens the emotion for me. And brilliant guitar and keyboard soloing interspersed here and there. Great, great track from Ed Levitsky and friends. Next we have Lalu, Forever Digital. This one, honestly, if it, if it doesn't for you, I know it for me, caught me immediately uh, by leading with those soaring, uh, harmonized vocals of the chorus at the very beginning of the song, at the open, and just then catches and keeps me with uh, clever arrangements, uh, but also like a sense of freedom and joy uh, and an instrumental midsection that pulls out all the stops in terms of showing off the band's musical... Acumen. Uh, These guys are seriously good, but this has got like such a nice pop flavor. Uh, Honestly, not just this song, but the whole album really is a a mood lifter, but I think this song really epitomizes a perfect lead-off song for the album. Uh, I hope I can get a chance to dig more into Lalu's back category in the near future, as well as continuing to, to listen to this one as much as I can. Next, we have a band that I think got overlooked in the shuffle over the year. They came out very early. Uh, We Came From Space, Empty Space. Second song uh, this year that kind of, for me, brought Yacht Rock to mind, if you don't mind that term, uh, especially in its uh, steely Dan likeness in, in the melodic earworm, uh, deft guitar work and keyboard work uh, just in the right amounts, a little noodling and flourishes here and there, but without dominating the overall melodies. Like, they're, they're not getting out of control, they're sticking with what is there in terms of the song structure. But just throwing in those little riffs, those little fills, as a drummer might call it, here and there is really, really cool. And the vocals match that restrained and yet impressive mode established by the instruments. Uh, whether it's solo vocals or, or, or harmonized vocals or whatever. Everything about this song really just plays perfectly uh, within the context of what it's doing. Uh, and, and in the best ways, you know, like it's restraint in the best ways in service of the melody and the song. And yet, you know, there's these kind of jazz influenced, accessible rock tones that we just don't get enough of these days. You know, like there, there was only one Steely Dan and obviously half of them are gone at this point. So they kind of don't exist. But this is an excellent stand in for that absent in these modern modern days. But it also, the best part about it is, it's not an album full of just songs like that. It's an album filled with a lot of other great songs that bring a lot of other styles and textures and arrangements to it. It's, it's really, it's such a cool album that I, I'm sad to say does not get the attention it deserves. Next, we have an album that did get a lot of attention this year, Moon Safari. The song is Emma, Come On. And the album is as I mangle it, Himmla in volume two. Another song just bright, joyous, upbeat, uh, evocative of mid-80s prog pop. Um, Ton of much deserved praise has been heaped on this latest album. And and I think this song is the best example why. Uh, Rarely is progressive rock or progressive music so accessible uh, as this and so pop infused as this. And and I think these guys did an amazing job of achieving that rare balance between the progressive and the pop um, with this one. It's just a hook big enough to catch a great white shark, if that makes sense great job guys next we have another one I think probably flew under a lot of radars this year but caught my ear and stuck in it Ishan uh, I'm probably gonna mispronounce that Ishan, I don't know and Jonas Renska or Rensky uh, Dom Andra it's
1: time and I've been so sweet
0: This is, uh, again, one that seemed to be flying under most folks' radar, uh, but it features a really nice, restrained, clean vocal work by Isan and uh, a driving mid-tempo melody uh, that really just caught my ear and and took up residence there, really. Uh, There's like this call-and-response arrangement of single and harmony vocals, And the verses that I think is a great touch and allows the listener to enjoy both of them in equal measure. Uh, I think the one thing that was weird and took me a while to figure out is I I was having a lot of trouble following the lyrics and deciphering what was going on. Well, it's because they're in Swedish, I think. I'm pretty certain it's Swedish. (laughs) At least the term Dom Andra, as I understand, is a Swedish phrase. So if you listen to it and you can't figure out what they're singing, it's not you. Unless you're Swedish, then it might be you. Can't say. Moving on, Galahad, Darker Days from The Long Goodbye.
1: Look out, look out. Be careful where you step. Darker days are coming our way. Be careful where you tread and watch you say. Darker days are racing this way. Careful what you do when
0: you play. Uh, this was an unexpected discovery for me, also, mostly because as long as Galahad has been around, they are one of those neo prog bands that came out in the '80s. Uh, they escaped me; they were always on the periphery of my awareness, where I, I would hear the name but then forget it. So I never dug into anything. But this year was the first time I really took notice and dug into the album, and it's a really fine album. So. All right, yes, I was late, and I'm happy to be in the camp now. <laughs> uh, this one, to me, is a, uh, like a modern slice of uh, early 80s pomp rock uh, with chords that honestly immediately reminded me uh, of something I would have heard Ian Crichton doing with Saga. Uh, but at the same time, they've got all these electronic influences uh, with the keyboards and stuff that really place this album firmly in the modern day. So that blending of styles and the restrained aggression, so to speak, in, in the song and uh, the vocals really made it a standout for me. And it's, it's one of those latter day discoveries in the year for me. And, I, and I'm glad to be along with it now. Coming in next, Temek, Counts Your Losses, from Terror Management Theory. Big, big, one of the big debuts this year, uh, coming out of the gate fast and hard with this absolute banger of a song. Uh, pairing these electronic flavored keys and pounding staccato riffs and drums, along with just absolutely ear splitting vocals. Uh, the song was an immediate earworm for me. It really, really stood out, uh, alternately driving an atmospheric and and always as a lot of the album is grandly dramatic i think is the best way to describe it uh, this was for their part an excellent lead single because if you like this you're going to like the rest of the album plain and simple next we have another one that i haven't seen get as much attention but has gotten great reviews hats off gentlemen it's adequate Hogia for short burn the world.
1: could have cared just enough to give ourselves a chance but it's easier to fail we never
0: learn to change um, moving away from the dramatic entemic to the decidedly melancholy and moody with this one uh, this one brings to mind Pink Floyd and their quieter moments uh, with its rather sparse guitar and drum arrangement at the same time contrasted with a bass line that really adds the color and drives the song in a way that is is busy yet understated, if that even makes sense. It kind of in many ways reminds me of that part that Pete Trewavis of Marillion plays with in that band where at times it's not bombastic or whatever, but it is his busy bass lines that are actually the backbone of the song, and that's what's happening here with this. It's there. It supports everything. It It is the carrier of the main melody and, in many ways, still supports space for all the other instruments to do their part. It never crowds them out, and it never really dominates the song, but it's it's such a cool thing to do, and I think it's a difficult balance to achieve. Not many people do it, so kudos to the guys in Hogia for that. Uh, add into that Uh, For for this one, that's really the lyrics that did a lot for making this song stick with me. Uh, Just these mournful lyrics about the state we've left our world in, ecologically speaking. uh, Hitting hardest with the poignant, climactic lines. uh, All the things we could have done, and we chose to burn the world. And then you add in uh, the overall kind of Floyd-esque flavor uh, in, a, in a David Gilmour-inspired solo to wrap the whole thing up in a pretty package. Yeah, great job, guys. Uh, obviously, the critical kudos are deserved. Let's see if we can get more attention to you, too. Coming in next, from the dramatic to the melancholy to the off-the-wall, <laughs> Jason Beeler and the Baron Von Bielski Orchestra with Bombay, coming from his latest uh, postcards from... Yes, postcards from the asylum. chameleonic ever inventive jason beeler really brought uh, just a to me was an infinitely varied album uh with this one and, and this has just got so many wonderful tunes on it uh Bombay was one that really stood out for me it, it's just an energetic rocker uh with an effervescent chorus that brings all the fun to a peak uh shifting uh, the focus from crunchy guitar riffs to bouncy keyboards meanwhile all of this bouncy fun and 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 Seemingly joyfulness, it belies lyrics musing on the contradictory behaviors humans exhibit when grieving. But then again, you know what, that's pretty much a trademark of Jason. Uh, working within the contradictions and contrasts of melody and lyrical content, and there's few out there working who do it better, I think, at this point than he does. And the dude always surprises. This album is one surprise after another and eminently re-listenable. Next, we have Mystery Behind the Mirror. This one starts off with sort of suspenseful, unresolved chords uh, that have a slight mournful quality to them. Then we later dig into the melody, uh, which actually we later discovered this was the the chorus, the melody of the chorus itself, more or less. Um, Then we transition into a a propulsive verse that just has mind-boggling work by the rhythm section. Uh, and the vocal harmonies, it just overall makes a wall of sound, is I guess the best way I could describe it. Uh, this is a band putting forth a powerful musical statement without really ever losing the thread of falling into uh, the tropes of, of prog rock instrumental self-indulgence. Uh, yeah, there's, there is there is a somewhat extended instrumental midsection, but comparatively it's it's remarkably restrained uh, especially even compared to the balls-to-the-wall performances on display in the verses with the drums and the bass. Uh, like they've got it all there, but they are also working within the context of concise songwriting. So it's like they pack a lot into six and a half minutes and leave it feeling that it's 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 still concise and really doesn't overstay its welcome in many ways. It's It's not an easy thing to do. So on their part, this is just a great, Great piece of melodic hard rock with progressive leaning. I guess the best way to describe it. Next, we have another one of those powerhouse debuts this year No Spoon Back Yet Forward. So this comes from um, Opus, which is a perfect name for their first album, which is in and of itself definitely meeting the qualifications of an Opus. Uh, Here we've got the guys blending the best aspects of expansive progressive metal like Dream Theater and Haken into a tasty, melodic whole uh, that is quite an achievement. And yet, No Spoon, on their debut, just pulls it off with a plum like like that's what they've always done and why would we expect anything differently and i think this song really is one of the best representatives of it we get all the musical bombast of their influences and a powerhouse vocal performance from phil including a chorus that's just oozing with emotion and a hook worthy of something this grand Uh, it's over nine minutes long and yet there's plenty of room for all the instrumental pyrotechnics that you would want from a prog metal epic like this. So, great job. Just short of being considered for the list of epics, but they've got others. They've got other songs. Coming in next, we have Sleep Token, The Apparition from Take Me Back to Eden.
1: With
0: Some of you out there might have been surprised that this album did not make it to my top 20 of the year. Fair enough. It's almost exactly the kind of thing you would expect. It is truly unique in what they do. It is hard-edged. It's got soaring vocals. Uh, there really is all of that there with them blending elements of metal and soul and even post-rock. Uh, with the quiet, cr- quiet passages and the crescendos I like. And yet I think what happens is over the course of the album, they lean a lot of times into those soul slash hip-top tendencies and then the pounding and then the back and forth. It almost feels to me like over the course of an album, they went back into that stew or back into that pattern a little too much, back to that well a little too much for me. And at times it felt a little repetitious. So not that it was bad, because it really is a great album in so many ways. There's maybe one song I could dump off of it altogether, but it's a great album. Um, And despite all that, there are plenty of moments on this album that I love. And I think this song best represents them with the ethereal electronic ambience transitioning into one of their trademark explosions of of crushing post-metal riffs and soaring vocals and all that. Uh, It's such a great song and, it, and it's such in my mind ideal sleep token and so whatever you might think of sleep token no one can argue that these guys have not created a uniquely dramatic sound all their own and for those that think i might be resistive to them because they are the new trendy thing wrong i was listening to them before they became trendy I was on them first. So this is the band I have liked for a long time. And their album very easily could have slipped into my top 20. But just for a few faults, it it missed. But this song, powerful, emotional. It's the best of Sleep Token right there. So that is 27 out of 28 songs I've listed now. That means, of course, we have now reached our song of the year. I think based on what I have said in the past and what I have not yet said so far... A lot of you who have seen my videos before probably have guessed who I'm going to put in my top spot for the top progressive song of 2023. That would be Haken from their album Fauna. The song is the alphabet of me. This one opens with the minimalist keys and Ross's understated vocals, then moves into some syncopated rhythms and, and Ross picking up the speed with this sort of staccato, quickly, quickly sung, almost spoken uh, vocals lines. Uh, and then it explodes into just this powerful emotional chorus that brings the entire band at their massive guitar riffs, backed by Ray Hearn's formidable drumming skills. He does not get the attention he deserves. And the final four chords of the chorus, literally four chords, four notes, whatever you want to say, uh, the perfect emotional spice at the end of that chorus. I love it every time. I, sometimes it's the simple things, that the little things, I eat that up every time. Uh, the fact that they can then move to some sort of more minimalist guitar with some ambient keys, and, and quiet vocals afterwards for the next verse, changing it up from the first one. I love that. I love when bands do that. And that's awesome. They did that here. And there are a few bands, I think, that could pull it off as well as they've done in this particular moment. And, you know, they could have played it safe by just repeating the same style the first one. They did not. They expanded and they shifted things up. Love it. Uh, then we've got the emotional crescendo. of The chorus comes back with a bit of added vocal dynamics. I love it. And throughout the song, they've got these little flourishes here and there, some of the sort of dreamy backing vocals, uh, moments of reggae-inspired guitar, a bit of trumpet in the background layered in with some understated guitar noodling. Oh my goodness, holy shit, I love this song, and I've loved it since I first heard it. And I don't think there's any band in the world that could have created this song except Haken. It is pure, unfiltered Haken, in all their creativity, bringing all of their various influences together into one song. And, I, and honestly, they had me from the beginning. So I, it, nobody ever moved ahead of this song um, for the year for me. So that is what it is. There you have it. These are my top progressive songs, my top 28 progressive songs of the year, including the progressive song of the year for 2023 with Haken taking it with The Alphabet of Me. Nothing more to say. What are your thoughts? You agree? You disagree with some of these or even all of them? Uh, What did I miss? Did you discover something new on this list? Hopefully that blew your skirt up and you're going to go check out the rest of it. Cool. Let me know your comments. Let me know your thoughts below. I want to hear what you folks have to say out there. Meanwhile, thank you very much for joining me on this self-indulgent trip. I hope you enjoyed it. If so, I'd be ever appreciative if you could just do the thumbs up thing and maybe tag that subscribe button. That would be awesome. Uh, You will find my social media links in description below and also in the channel description, along with the link to my live 365 channel, The Expanse, which features the best in progressive rock and metal. And remember, there is a podcast version of my interviews out there, more so than I even have in the video form. you can find that link below Or you can just search for Bleeding Edge Interviews anywhere you get podcasts. Simple as that. Well, that's all I have for you now. As I remind you, never fear to deviate from the norm and to keep it proggy. This is Super Dave, signing off.